Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take TPV radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play store. Like us on Facebook at TPV radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're listening to The Voice, the Summit Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk? Let's go! Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to The Summit Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go! You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go! Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lebreen at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturday for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown, with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central, followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network, and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website, www.tpvradio.com. RadioNetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. You're, you're, you're listening to TPV Virtual Radio. It's live, it's live. Right, now right now on the Psalmist Voice on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Like this. Get your fix 24/7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. Everybody clap your hand, yo. How many of you know we serve a great God? Yeah.
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now. TPB Radio. TPB Radio. Hey, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and all to Saturday's Buffet. We're excited to be here today to get started on our subject matter, Ephesians 6. But before we get started, I don't, I don't know where you've been all week and what's been going on in your life, but I'm in a place of gratitude today. I'm in a place where I just want to give God praise. I want to give him honor because he has truly been faithful in my life. He truly has been faithful to me. He's given me things that I know I didn't deserve. I know I didn't put myself in a right position to get, but God is so good. I call him a good, good father. So I thank you, I thank you, I thank you for tuning in to us on today. Our prayer, uh, saints of God, is that something be said or done on the buffet or served to you on the buffet today that will bless your life, that will enhance your walk with God, that will open your eyes of understanding to some new things, some things that have been cloudy in your in your perspective that they will be uh, brought crystal clear on today. Uh, today I will not be at the helm. It shall be Tammy Jones. Tammy Jones shall take the show today, but I do want to welcome everyone uh, on the show. I want to welcome uh, Elder John uh, Jackson, Jr. Welcome to the buffet on today, Elder John. I want to also welcome um, um, Sister Roberta Jones to the buffet on today. Welcome, Sister Roberta Jones. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hey, darling, how are you? And welcome, um, we want to welcome uh, Pastor Chris, Pastor Chris Newton to the show on today. I'm sure he yeah. has the responsibility of holding down the band, but he doesn't do a good job holding the band back, but we, we put him in charge of the band. So welcome, Pastor Chris. God bless you. I'm ready to eat, and I'm going to keep the I band back as long as I can. Pastor Chris, I'm sitting here in the parking lot of my grandson's um, basketball game, but boy, my mouth is watering when I heard Sister Roberta's voice. She fixed me a grilled cheese sandwich when I was in Michigan, and man, I could go for one of them today. So, Tammy, I'm going to give it to you, and I hope you put a grilled cheese on the buffet because I'm hungry, boo. So, Tammy Jones, it's all in your hand. Hello, 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 hello to the channel, hello to the viewers, hello to you all. Um, I'm excited about today. I'm excited about the topic and mainly excited about what God is about to do. And oftentimes we find ourselves, we go to church, after church, we want to go eat, right? So... Today, I just want us to do something just a little bit different. I want us to eat with our families. 
I want us to eat with our family. I want us to go home and make a meal. A buffet does not consist of going to a restaurant all the time. It's just a spread of food. So today, being that we have this wonderful subject in Ephesians 6, verse 5, and going forward, we're going to eat with our family. Oftentimes, when we're with our family, we don't have the title that we have at church. My mother, for example, is an elder in the church, but at home, she's my mama. At home, she's mama to her grandkids. She's Roberta to her brothers and sisters. She's Aunt Bert to her niece and nephews. So, let's start off with Ephesians, and I'm going to read the scripture. Ephesians 6, verse 5. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters, according to the flesh, with fear and trembling, in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. And because I said we're not doing titles, so Chris, how do you address this to your family, this scripture, and what it's saying? Oh. Well, I think when it comes to a family affair, we have a lot of different families like we are, we got those cousins, we got, uh, you know, we got the uncle, we got the, you know, the third cousin, you know, because a lot of us, just to be quite honest, a lot of us have family members that are not safe. And when you have family reunions, some, there's some conflict there because, you know, you got the ones that's still doing their thing. And then you got the other ones that, that are praise breaking. So the the concept of the scripture and see this is what I love and let me I got lost a little bit sis so forgive me because I'm like throwing a I'm doing a bunch of stuff right now but uh, let me see uh, we are at Ephesians chapter six and we are at verse what four five five sorry about that all right those who are employed should listen to their employers and obey their instruction with great respect and honor. Serve them with humility in your hearts as though you were working for the master. Wow. That's a that's a hard one, sis. Because we got a hard time being humble. We got a hard time Sometimes we be uh, having a hard time being humble with our own mom and dad, let alone being humble to our master, which is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And, you know, we got this thing called pride. We got this thing called, uh, and I like to call it big head syndrome, because <clears throat> uh, we, we, we get to a certain status in our walk and we get this pride. Now, as we walk this thing out right with Christ, we have to constantly have this heart to be a servant, to have great respect and honor, not just for your parents, but for everyone around us. And in some of our communities of churchdom, I made that up, but 
some of our communities, we have a problem with respect and honor. Uh oh. We have a problem with that. So if you can give your mom and dad that respect and honor that is due, why do we have a hard time giving that same respect and honor, that same humility to our master? See, this is a this is a loaded, loaded verse here, sis, because we can go in different elements and ride this thing to different elements. See, but the, the funny thing about it is, is we're we're so quick to be humble, respectful, and 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 give honor to our bosses, but we can't do the same for Christ. Uh oh. See, let me be quiet. See, see the band, see the band over here trying to irk me real quick, and you always get me started, and I'm trying to be good today, cause Roberta, Roberta and uh, Lorraine, they they don't want me unleashing the band on this show, so I'm gonna take a step back and let the other people talk, but that's my take on it. So back to you. That was awesome, Chris. That was awesome. So, I'm going to ask if you're not speaking to please mute yourself so we can limit the distraction with the background noises. Thank you. So, Pastor Chris, that was awesome. That was excellent because I asked that question coming not as a title with the pastor, but coming as a father coming as the head chef in your household when you're sitting down eating how do you address that question to your family um, John Jr. I know you as John Jr. you my cousin I don't know you as Elder John right now because we sitting at a Ruby house and a computer house we at the table how will you explain this scripture to me because you know I ain't up there where you are in Christ I don't want to do what she's saying because right now I'm a teen and I'm defiant because my mama not understanding me. My daddy not understanding me. But society makes me think I got to fit in. How do you relate this scripture to me so that I can understand and begin my walk with Christ? Okay, um, Cousin Sammy, let's address you there this morning. Amen. 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 Simplifying. Um, hello, can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, I'm simplifying um, the scripture. We think about it. Um, about being obedient and um, you know following the rules or following those in authority. Um, it's, it's kind of across the board, and when we think about it, the rules are not really made for those that um, are doing good. The rules are kind of for those that want to sway and do their own thing. And that's on every avenue, inside the church, outside the church. You go to the school setting. You have those children that follow the rules. You have no problem. You have those that try to test the rules. And then the ones that kind of like draw back in. I'm just saying if the scripture kind of let us know to let every soul be subject to higher power. So there is no power but of God and the powers that be ordained of God. So we tell people, especially kids, when you train them, you tell them to, to do the right thing, then they don't have to worry about the, 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 the lawgivers or the, the people coming down hard on them. So basically just want people just to just to do good, follow truth, and they can live a peaceful life. Amen. 
wonderful African Junior. Wonderful. Now to my mother, you all know her as Elder Roberta. Now you know, Mom, I was that child. I was that troublesome child. I was active, you know. Back in the day, y'all called him bad. Tammy was bad. I was bad. Y'all seen Tammy, y'all ran. You know, Mama, how, 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 what, what taught you to have Oh, yeah. Can't take it back. There we go. Tammy, I don't know if your mother's on, but I'll, I'll grab some of that. I'm in a position to do that. Uh, where okay. it talks about uh, not training up. You, you're saying, you said verse 4, verse 5. Slaves, obey your earthly masters with respect yes, and fear, five. with sincerity of heart, just as you would obey Christ. Well, some people get caught up on the word slaves and master, uh, Tammy. But what, what I believe the scripture is just simply trying to drive home is the relationship as we would look at it like somebody's in charge over us, and that's, that's God's position in our life. If we learn to do things naturally, sometimes doing them spiritually will be a walk, a walk in the park. But what we do, we resist. We, we, we resist and we're defiant of power or authority. And no matter where you go in life, somebody's going to have rule over you. If you go to an employer, you're not going to go in that, that uh, employer's facility and get paid to do a service that you're defiant about doing. You can't go in there saying, yeah, boss, I know you're the boss, but I'm not doing that. Well, you're going to find yourself at, at, at uh, calling Marvin saying, yes, I was looking for work. No, I didn't find none. Because nobody's going to hire you and pay you to be defiant. So we need to learn how to comply with those who have authority over us. And since we have uh, my nephew John Jr. on the line, we may as well speak to, to what he had made a career out of. He was in the military. He did not go, in, and although Uncle uh, Sam was his uncle, he didn't go in Uncle Sam's military army, come out the knob I ain't doing that. He would have found himself kicked out. The only reason why he was able to make a career and a good living out of the military lifestyle was because he learned how to be shaped and molded by the people who had rule over him. Now, I'm sure that there's some things that he got attached to when he was in the military that he no longer uh, complies with because he's no longer in the military. But there are a lot of things that they gave John Jr. that he's still applying to his life every day. There's some things that Ruby and Peter gave him that he threw away as soon as he walked out the door with his with his bag. But there are a lot of things that Ruby and Peter gave him. He's still operating in them today, and his children are experiencing them as well. So we need to get get rid of the mindset that we're slaves in the in the sense that we were slaves on the ship, on the mothership. We ain't on the mothership no more. But the mindset of being under somebody, we can hang on to that. Because there's nothing wrong when there's a person that's in rule and authority over you being obedient. Because if we learn how to obey them and the orders that they give us, which are right when we're, on their, when we're in their facility, it's like at my house. I have a lot of sand in my yard. So when people come to my house, I ask that they take their shoes off. Now you come up in there and don't take them shoes off. You probably ain't going to get up in there. So that, those are rules. And they're right, they're right at my house. I go to your house and I can bring mud in there. But that's your house. So we need to get away from being afraid of the word master and slave. I love being a slave of God because he's a righteous master. So, so I, I don't have a problem. And I hope I, I hope I answer what you asked me, darling. 
Oh, Roberta, have you come on yet? That was good, Aunt Lorraine. That was good. Mother, I'm asking you, according to Ephesians 6, I'm talking to you not as Elder Roberta, but I'm as my mother. When we would have to sit down and you would educate us on the word of God and you would teach us. And, you know, I was that as they call it uh, back in the day, in your generation, that bad child. You know, your your father called me rabbit. I was busy. I was active. I was everywhere. How did you teach me Ephesians 6 and verse 5? Well, 6 verse 5, first of all, you have to become a servant. You didn't know anything about serving because you was a child. So my job was to correct you as a child. On your level, what you understood. And one of the things you understood, you understood uh, discipline and had to whoop you and correct you, and whatever you did. And you learn obedience. We don't learn how to really obey until we come to Christ. We, 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 you know, we have to be taught obedience. We just don't, we just don't come here, okay, whatever you say, okay, I'll do it. But you learn this and, and, and the fear according to the fear with, with flesh and tremor. That fear, like I say, that fear is, is you be afraid. You know, there's a fear that, okay, if I don't do this, this can happen because the person that is, is over you and nobody wants anybody over them. Nobody wants anybody to lord over them. And that's one of the reasons that, that rebellious come because I think I'm equal to you and I want, I want what you do and I want to do what you do. And, uh, but the singleness of your heart, that's once you come to Christ. And you realize that submission to Christ, first of all, it's to Christ. I couldn't tell you how to, I gave you the word, but I couldn't make you understand the word. It only, you only got that when Christ came on inside of you. When, when the spirit quickened you, when he awakened you, when you, could, you, you, when you had a personal relationship with Christ, then you understood what I, was, what I was trying to teach you. But before you couldn't, why? Because you were in your flesh. And flesh can't comprehend the things of the spirit, the things of God. Everybody got to have someone over them, especially as children. And you were. You were that one that tests every, you, oh, man, you, was, you were that one that if you say don't, you say do. If I say come, you say don't. So I had to show you that I meant what I said. And the mm. only way I can do that was through this, even sitting at the table. You know, mm. you're going to be that divine child. You were going to do that. But thanks be to God, you know, now you know better and you understand your children better because you were where they they are. You've been there. And you understand, but we don't understand it fully until after that's why you. That's why we need someone to uh, master it. You know, I think of, and think of scripturally. Paul said he was a bond servant. He he was he was he was a, a, a slave. So, you know, he he loved being a slave to God. He he loved God telling him what to do, ordering his steps and showing him the right way. And, but until, we can't get there until Christ come on the inside of us. So that's why, as a parent, 
children don't know. You know, a lot of parents today say, well, I'm going to let them decide. They don't know. They can't decide because they are clueless. That's why God gave gave parents and not children say tell children, you know, you know, rule over your rule over your parents. No, the child is the child is supposed to be in subjection to the parent because they don't know. Mm. And that's why God gave us this word so that we can know because we don't we're clueless. He, and it was for our our learning and protection. It's for our protection. But we when we when we like like Pastor Chris said. You know, we have this pride and we just don't want nobody telling us what to do. We don't want it. And it, we got we got it out as we got it from, from Adam. Because it's our flesh. But we have to bring our flesh under rejection and you're going to have to, te- you know, every parent has to teach. Amen. So, you mean to tell me, Mom, Mm-hmm. It's Sunday. You cooking. Mm-hmm. I'm all the way downstairs. You got mm-hmm. how many other kids was upstairs? And you want me to come from downstairs to bring you something that's already upstairs. Why I got to do that? And you got kids already in the living room. Oh, no. Because that because it was my choice. See, I'm, 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 in, I'm in charge. So it's my choice. Right. So even in my adulthood, is that still your choice? Even in, in your adulthood life. Right. In my adulthood mm-hmm. life. This is an example, Mom, because I know we have different type of viewers listening. So even in my adulthood life, I still to let you choose? No. You, 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 you're adult now. You choose. Your relationship now is between you and God. I can come to you, but as an adult... You gotta listen. You gotta listen to what the Spirit of God is saying to you because you're no longer my responsibility. So, John, as a child, oh, go ahead, mom. As an adult child, as an adult child, we we're responsible. He told us to train them in the way they should go. And once they train, we we're to get out of the way. We're to step back. Now that you can come to me for advice. And I can give, but I'm, you know, I shouldn't be telling you what to do and what not to do as an adult. That's good. That's good. So, John Jr., um, going on to verse number six, and it reads, not with eye service as man pleasers, but as the servant of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. You were in the military. You, you know, you did great in the military with your um, career path. How was that transition coming from what your parents instilled in you to what they were teaching you? Uh, amen. For than me personally, um, it, it, it transitioned perfectly considering I came from a solid foundation, a good foundation. Um, you know, parents taught me the word of God. I was taking to church. Um, so I knew from the beginning about obeying authority. And obeying authority not in fear of authority, but in respect of authority. So transferring to the military, when you come in, they want everything dressed right, dressed. Um, following the rules was, was second nature. It was easy for me. 
Um, that's why I try to share a lot. Like say basic training, a lot of people. I, I had actually had fun in basic training um, because of my upbringing and and and, and knowing God. Um, so obeying rules and, and regulations, um, I thank God for that because He showed me that at an early age. Was when you when you strive to do the right thing. I say we always do, but when you strive to do the right things, then you know, good things come out of that. So if you obey the rules, obey the laws, normally um, you receive good things. Amen. Amen. Now, Chris, yes, how ma'am. does this look with your perspective? Because I think you had a complete different background from my cousin John Jr. You didn't do military, but I know no, you ma'am. came from a stern foundation with your mother raising you and your upbringing from what you have been teaching us and telling us. So how do we relate this scripture to the society that we're living in today because oftentimes in the pulpit we see do as I you know don't don't do what I do don't don't mimic what I do you know you got to do the right thing even though you know all pastors aren't you know they're not right Mm -hmm. but we still we didn't say anything we didn't do anything but we still continue to Stay in that leadership. Serve them leaders. Yeah. Even though it wasn't right. How do we do this according to the scripture? Not with eye service as man pleasers, but as servants of Christ, doing the will of God from the heart. Uh oh. Well, well, I'm probably gonna get in trouble with this response, but hey, it is what it is. See, <laughs> that's the problem right there. See, we don't do things with our whole heart or with love. Uh-oh. See, we've lost the concept of the first fruit, of the first commandment, the commandment that is stronger than all, the word love. See, we've gotten so self-absorbed that we forgot that our main mandate is to be self list wholehearted with love while serving Christ. Now, see, we get that in reverse. See, I was raised that way. I mean, my mama ain't play that. You might as well say I was in the military because my mom had me do push-ups. I had to run. I had to do all that stuff because I was the only boy at the time. So my mom ain't play that. And then I had to go to ROCC in high school I was prepped for military because my mom was a drill sergeant. She ain't play that. She made sure I had to. She made sure I had to work at age of thirteen. I was volunteering. I was cutting grass. I was doing whatever I needed to do to learn core values. Now, as I got older, that's a whole nother story. Because once you're out the house, that's it. You're grown, and that's how it wasn't back then. Once you turn eighteen, you better make a decision to do what you're gonna do with your life. If you ain't gonna go to college, if you ain't gonna go to the military. You better have a plan. And that's how it was back then. Thank God, 40 plus years later, I'm in a better place. But anyway, having those core values, as uh, John Jr. stated, that's what made basic training and being in a military town and meeting military, ex-military veterans here where I live, I understand the, the aspect of basic training. Because as a civilian, 
we only get a little bit. See, the military reinforces it. And if you already come in there having it, you're going to have a ball. And then the drill sergeant probably looked at John Jr. cross-sided because he was having fun. Basic training ain't fun. I'm breaking you to be submitted under the authority of the U.S. government. And see, the same, the same thing applies in, Christ, in, in Christian, um, Christian living. We have to be broken. Uh-oh. We don't, we don't like that word. We have to be broken to the authority of who? Christ. I'm not talking about bishop. Uh-oh. I'm not talking about pastor. I'm talking about your relationship with Christ. Once you develop that, he breaks your yoke of all the stuff you picked up in life, all that stuff. And then the good that was already planted in you starts to surface, and then you learn the value of what God brings to the table. Then you're able to make that even more powerful when you develop your relationship with God. See, it's, it's key. It's relational. This whole thing's not about religion. It's not about the doctrines. It's about the relationship, period. As you continue to grow as a believer, you will understand that all the doctrine that was preached, just think about it. If we were brought up in a Baptist church, just think about it real quick. We had all these mandates that you had to follow. You can't do this. You can't do that. Uh, ladies, you got to wear your skirt below your ankles. Uh, men, you had to have uh, uh, tailor-made suits. Uh, and you had to have gator shoes and all this stuff. All these ridiculous mandates that we had to follow. Just like rules of the house, did we follow them? Think about it. No. Because we were thrown into an authority, and if you weren't given the tools and the discipline to follow the authority, you're going to have a problem. But see, the thing about Christ, family, is that this thing is relational. God... God is not going to beat you for every little thing you do. It takes you, the believer, to make the choice to change, to make the choice to be a servant of God with your employer, with your mama, with your daddy. You could, you could have been the worst sibling in the whole family, but if you decided to walk with Christ, I guarantee you he will change the way you think, and he will change the way you live. Let me stop. Because again, the band is about to go off. And we ain't going to have no show if we have a praise break up in here. So let me be quiet. This, you have the floor. Stop, stop. Stop. That's all right. That's all right. Okay, okay, okay. Stop, 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 stop. There you go. All right, all right. Back to you, sis. I'm sorry. They acting up. Back to you. That's okay. They're going to be released soon. They're going to be released soon. So just keep them on standby. They'll be released soon here. <laughs> so, Aunt Lorraine, would you like to touch bases on verse 6? I would. I have a translation. I'm looking at your uncle's uh, phone. And I love the translation that he has. I'm not sure what it is because I'm not seeing very well. But it says, obey them not only to win their favor when their eye is on you, but as slaves of Christ, doing the will of God from your heart. So what I hear the scripture saying is, 
Don't just do the right thing when somebody's looking at you. But do the right thing as as unto the Lord regardless. Do it from your heart. And and um and I'm I'm just grateful for this this translation because some people um fight translations, but to me translations only make plain what some translations make complicated. So when, when we're when we're on jobs and, and I failed at this, I'll say it again, I, I was a failure. They gave me my check. I never earned a check. I don't think I've ever earned a check on a job that I've ever had. I was I was the person that I specialized in trying to duck work. And I, I, I probably worked harder ducking work than I did at doing work. And if they gave me a broom, I swept that broom right to the locker room with the sweep. And that, there were times where I got caught on my job sleeping. And that was a ground for dismissal. But God has been so faithful in my life. He knew that I was ignorant as a box of rocks when it come down to the, uh, having the, mer- the, um, the, uh, 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 the, the, the right motive for doing a job. I did my job for a paycheck. I didn't do my job because I wanted to represent God. I didn't know nothing about representing God. All I knew is I wanted a paycheck and the job I had was paying good. But if I could get out of work and I did. So I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do this scripture. And, and if I had a chance to do a do-over in life and get this scripture right right here, tell me I would. I would work as unto the Lord. I would do my job as though God was my employer. And so, therefore, now that the ministry that I'm working in, I, I, I strive to do the ministry as God, uh, as unto the Lord. Because I know that I have to answer to God for it. See, I didn't, I didn't really realize, and, 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 and saints and listeners, Please hear me by the Holy Spirit. Any seed you sow in your garden is going to produce a, a harvest. And you're going to reap the seeds that you sow. So when, when, when I looked at that scripture and found out the truth about that, had I known that, there were many things I would have did, did differently, Tammy. I would have been a different kind of auntie. I would have been a different kind of mother. I would have been a different kind of wife. But I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know the truth in that area, so I, I didn't know how to. I didn't know how to serve God with my whole heart. And, and if I could give that message to anybody else now, it would be to serve God from your heart and not do as what you can get away with or what you can get by with. Okay? Yeah. Thank you, Tammy. Verse six. Yes. Thank you. That was awesome because even now. You know, my mother has always said it don't cost you nothing to do what's right, but it's going to cost you everything to do what's wrong. And she would also tell us, God is always watching, even when I'm not present. He's watching. So you're not getting over on me because I don't see you doing it. You're not. And I teach my kids that same principle. Even today, even my students, you know, if I'm not in the classroom and the sub is there and I leave the plan for the sub, it doesn't matter because it's not me. It's the same rule when I'm there physically. It's the same um, um, expectations when I'm physically there. And so being that I'm in middle school um, teaching these students, they seem to be like, but you weren't here. It doesn't matter I'm not here because they still report it back to me. So it shows representation even if I'm not in the building, what my, my students are displaying. But if I go in there and I lay that foundation the first day of school and tell my students what these expectations are, 
so that even when I'm not here, you still hold up to those expectations. That re- that does reflect me. That shows my work ethic. That shows my um, eagerness to teach these students. And I I am so honored and grateful for being that my mother taught us that. She taught us that. So, Mom, can, do you have anything that you would like to add to verse 6 before we go to a song? Even though, like, well, you you said it, you and Pastor, Pastor Chris uh, said it. People are always, and in, 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 uh, rain. people are always watching. People are always watching. You you know, you, you, you don't you don't get away with anything. You get by. But the most important person that's watching is God, because because you're his you're his servant. And you want you, anytime you know we always say I want to serve God. I I want to serve God. But serving God is serving people. That's how we serve Amen. God. Is serving people. And when Amen. we serve people the, the right way. We get rewarded for it, you know. And I, I, I think, in looking back over my life, I remember in working in the shop, and I, because I, 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 I was always told, when you do a job, do it right. Always do it right. And my daddy, my daddy taught taught us that. And whatever you do, do it right, because your name is important, and it means a lot. And whatever you do, your name is signature. It's, it's assigned to it. Your name. And, and I was always taught that. So when I went to work, I always wanted to know what's the rules on the job. And I think I taught y'all that. Find out the rules. And you follow the rules. And, you know, regardless of anybody else is doing, you follow do what you're supposed to do. When we do what we're supposed to do, then it pleases God. And I remember I went to work, was laid off. And when the lady called me back, she said, who are you? Uh, and I said, what do you mean? She said, all these foremen want you. I said, want me? She said, yes, they've been calling for you. They want you in their department. And I, I said, oh, I don't know. And and they were saying they wanted me because of my work ethic, you know, that I just did my job, you know. But I was taught that. And that's why parents are so important, that they teach their children these things. But that's all God is saying. Do it not, not because they're looking at you, but look, do it from the heart. What is right to do Know what is right to do And do what is right Amen Well said Well said Um, Chris We are about to go to a song And come back And take some questions From the callers If that's okay Pertaining to verse 5 and 6 Yes ma'am We'll be right back you're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Cecilia Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones right now. TPV Radio. TPV Radio. Oh, come on in your car, at home, on your job. Come on and just rule with me and pray. Knowing that what the Lord allows is all. For your good What the Lord allows Is what you need He is Everything to you What the Lord allows Is what you need 
while you're riding through your storm. You are not alone. God controls the wind, and he controls the waves. The storm must obey every word that he says. He's everything to you. He's everything to you. What the Lord allows, it's what you need. Must do. Let him be your everything. He'll be everything to you. Yeah. What you need. Everything to you. Everything to you. What the Lord allows is what you need. He is everything. What's going on, home team? This your boy, Gino Worldwide, Pastor Gino, man of Free Wave Radio, Generation Now Church in Murfreesboro. Hey, you are now listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. 
You're listening to Saturday's Buffet with Cecilia Ray Brown and Roberta Jones. Right now, PPV Radio. PPV Radio. And that is completely true, what the Lord allows. So he allows everything that we need. He gives us everything that we need. But before we go into the caller, I just wanted to give um, my output on <clears throat> verse 5 and 6 coming from um, a perspective of my own as well. So I know that in this Christian church, we don't hear the fundamentals of work. We're never taught really the fundamentals of the work ethic and what it means. It's actually a thin subject. And honestly, any job that you go on to or any job that you take in my adult life, you know, most people, oh, you got to get a job to make money. Well, money is the root of all evil, you know. So I would suggest that any job, and even listen to St. Lorraine, she, she said she worked, she didn't earn no paycheck, you know. So um, she did more dodging work than she did the work. So go into the job that you love. And that's what I'm understanding when I read this scripture when it pertains to the will of God from the heart is him, you know, so the love that we have for Christ should be demonstrated on our job as well. So um, we're ready to take callers, Pastor Chris, with their questions or any concerns that they may have pertaining to verse five and six. Amen. All right, callers, we will read the last four digits of your phone number. Uh, when we call you, if you're just listening, just say you're just listening, and we will move to the next caller. All right, first up, 6015, 6015, you are live on the air. God bless you. Hey, Miss Lucille, unmute your phone. Miss Lucille, unmute your phone. Yes, Oh, there she go, there she go. Hey, all right. Thank you, Miss Lucille. Just listening. Thank you. Uh-huh. Amen. Thank it's you. Good. Thanks for listening, Miss Lucille. Uh-huh. Next caller. 7991. 7991. You are live on the air. God bless you. This is Jeanette. Um, I'm just listening. Thank Amen. you, Mr. Nett. Next caller, 2985. 2985, you are live on the air. God bless you. Good evening. I'm thankful to the Lord for the program and for all of the young mothers that I'm listening to and fathers. Um, I thank God. And looking at four and five, the thing that comes to my mind is this. God is the one that orders our steps as a Christian, and if we have prayed and trusted God to go on a job, wherever God sends us, he equips us with everything we need. And the whole thing is that I like to ask everybody, what do you leave that others can see? Because if you're a Christian and living for Christ and you love him like you say, what are you leaving? Do that Christian see you in being uh, defiant? And now he's taking on that defiant spirit that you brought. Uh, Do they see that goodwill person? Do they see that person full of love and kindness and mercy and 
and uh, have joy, that they can have joy. Because people are around us every day. Some of them are not happy. Some of them have a lot of problems already in their life. But when we come on the job, if we choose to be defiant, how does that help that person that might need to see the joy that you have and you're not displaying? One thing I know, anytime you do good, good will follow you according to the word of God. And if you're not a Christian, you're still looking and hoping for something. Every one of us deals with something because the enemy attacks your mind. So where does all this come from? The defiantness, you know, the rejection, the resistance on the job, rather than go on the job and allow people to know I'm here for a purpose. Your purpose is you're going to make a living. Your other purpose is you want that your, your, your master to see that you are a hard worker and obedient worker, not so much to please him, but you know that God is watching you. So what are you leaving behind? That's my question. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Ruby. Next, next and final caller. 4483, 4483, you are live on the air. God bless you. Pastor Jackson, unmute your phone, sir. Pastor Johnny Jackson, unmute your phone. Okay, Pastor Chris, that was Pastor Johnny Jackson. Apparently he has his phone muted or he stepped away from it. Yes, yes, ma'am. So that's all the callers for now. Back to you. Wonderful. So thank you, callers. The ones that were listening and for your input, ain't Ruby. So now we're going on to verse number seven. And it is somewhat of six together. I actually should have read them together because there's a semicolon after the heart in verse six. So with good will doing service as to the Lord and not to men. With good will and doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Most of the time, as Christians, we find desperation because our faith does not truly connect to our work. What does that mean? Because we're not taught in the church, we're taught, most of us listen to the callers, um, I mean, listening to the panel, we're taught at home the work ethic and the basis of work. So now we have to put in perspective Work provides what? Provides the money to pay the bills, to keep the lights on, to keep the gas in the car, to keep food in our belly. We need work to pay for our necessities, right? However, we don't put our faith into the work that we're doing because we don't have the understanding of why we're at work and what we're on the job for. So, John Jr., can you elaborate a little bit on verse 7. John Jr., are you still there? Yes, I'm sorry. You hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. I'm sorry about that. Um, hey, man, I want to tie 6 and 7 together. Um, and, and the sense for then, um, we want to make sure we, we, we live in for Christ, no matter where we're at, 
um, in the church or outside the church. Um, we don't want to be camouflaged. Um, like a lot of people are saying, they say men pleasers, you know, putting on a, on a show to impress. We, we want to do everything, like say, from our heart, knowing that we're doing it unto God and doing it for God and we're representing God. Um, with, with, with good will doing service, we all know that we're, we are servants. Okay, the Lord Himself, Jesus came and He was a servant. So we also have to be a servant. And as being a servant, you want to make sure you, you're doing good and doing a good job for those that you're providing this service for. So like I say, at work, it shouldn't have to be your boss have to be around to come check up on you because they know your work ethic and they know what you represent. And that way your other, your fellow coworkers, you know, they're also watching you. So that's another thing you want to make sure you, you're you constantly doing the right thing and, and representing Christ in all that we do. And when you're doing stuff out of the goodness of your heart, then you know your your light will be shining. Amen. That is key because therefore when we do that, we produce management. There God told us that we are the head, not the tail. We are the leader and not the follower. So that brings good leadership. That teaches Amen. us good leadership Amen. skills. So, um and also even with our coworkers, they're looking. Do they like the times that we get promoted before them? Not always. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. However, being that we are shining our light on the job or at home or in the church, there's when our elevation comes in. You know, we get elevated. Um, Mom, would you like to add anything to seven? Well, I think that that was good. That, That was good. Not at all. It's as unto the Lord. I think Pastor Chris and uh, John uh, explain that very well. Wonderful. Hey, Lorraine, would you like to add anything if you're available still? I'm available. Just going back to what, what was already said, Tammy, we, we reap what we sow. And so a lot of things that I'm seeing now in the lives of my children were things that, things that I don't appreciate. When I look back in hindsight, I promoted those things. So what I have to do after that happens, because that happens as well. We begin to reap the things we sow after we we do better in life, after we change our mindset. We're still looking at bad behavior, and now we're upset. We big mad. But what we have to really do is uh, revisit our past, and we have not always been uh, integral. We have been dishonest. We have been sneaky. We have been devious. And we're seeing those things replay itself back in our lives. We have to be people that will repent and turn to God and ask God for instructions on how to improve uh, in the lives of our family members that are doing what we have done but have changed from doing. But we're still reaping, we're still reaping from that harvest. We sow that. I put those plants in my garden. So why am I surprised that they grow? I watered them, I killed the ground, and I planted the seed. And now it's up. And, it's up, and it seems like it's growing even uh, faster than when I was sowing it myself. But that's neither here nor there. I have to repent of those things, and I have to ask God, cry out to God for help. And that's something that we don't do often because we are playing the blame game. Well, I don't know where you got that from. He got it from me. I did it in front of him. And even if I didn't do it in front of him, uh, he came from me. So he gave it from, from me. Yeah. So thank you, Sister Tan. Awesome. So you mean to tell me... Because I don't like outside. I ain't planting. I had to 
burn hands in them gardens, breaking them leaves, shoveling that snow. I don't like that. So is that the reason now my kids don't want to do nothing in the yard either? Because I sowed them seeds? Well, the, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. You don't see peach, peaches up on the apple trees unless somebody throw them over there. Unless That's somebody true. did something to the, to the growth of the tree. So when we see stuff in our children, more than likely they got it from their mom or their daddy. They went down that bloodline somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that doesn't have to be a saved household or not then in order to get that, right? Right, and we need to be careful who we, we disrobing with because sometimes uh, we don't look at, 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 at um, the, the mental illness that's in that family because we're in love with Joe. And we think that I just get with Joe and I'm all right, but we forgot there's mental illness that run in Joe's family. So when I have that mentally ill child, don't be surprised. Because it was in the bloodline. That's good. That is very good. So moving on to verse 8. And verse 8 reads, Knowing that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bound or free. And Lorraine, you started touching bases on this briefly. Chris, um, she already started talking about it, so we might as well go on and get into it. Would you like to add into that? Uh, yeah, sure. Because with this verse, like even in a secular room, one thing that I did to be an effective leader, you have to lead. You have to know how to be a servant and a leader. See, people especially nowadays and some of our young people not all so don't shoot me when i make this statement but a lot of our young people that are coming up in the workforce feel entitled and that's across the board but see when they see someone that is leading the right way because see the principles of christ is for us to always be what servants we have to what serve so just because i'm the boss yeah, there's some other things I need to do as the boss, but in order for me to have an effective uh, shift or effective restaurant or whatever it is, I have to be a servant as well. I have to go out there and bust the tables. I have to make sure the floor is swept. I have to make sure things are clean. See, we have to understand, family, that when we are walking this thing with Christ, we are forever servants. And we have to do this thing in excellence. Our Lord will repay our work. Now, see, how we preach this, right? We preach it in the health and wealth thing. Well, if you put in the work, God's going to multiply the seed and all this stuff. Well, look, God will multiply your life spiritually. See, the wealth of Christ, Christ is spiritual. Everything that we have need of, is spiritual and relational we could be great leaders see it's it's hard to be a great leader especially in this time because everybody wants to be on top Uh uh-oh everybody wants to be on the billboard everybody wants to be on the pulpit but see the fact of matter is like sister roberta said you have to be a servant first see we forgot that element Jesus was great because he loved unconditional one and he was a servant of the people. 
see, we forget that. We want the wonders. We want the gifts. We want this and that. We want all that stuff. We want to sit in our nice little office and, and, and not do a thing, pick up our, our pick, no, pick up nothing. We want to go out in the street with our Louis Vuittons and all this stuff. It's not about that. When you're serving the people, you're going to get dirty. I'm sorry. You can't be looking pretty all the time. Sometimes you got to get your feet wet. So it, what I'm saying is this. In order for us to be assured that anything we do, we do it in excellence. We do it in the beauty of our Lord. Whether you are an employee or an employer, the perfect example I made just a few minutes ago, you got to be a servant leader. Uh Uh-oh. But see, a lot of us don't want to be that. We just want to be the leader. We want to look fresh. We want to be on fleek like the young folks say. We want to look dapper all the time and important, but we don't want to pull our hair back. Or for some of us that don't have hair, we don't want to get our bald head sweaty We want to look nice, especially in the church. We want to be all pretty, but we don't want to put in the work. Well, I hate to break it to you. If you are a leader or up-and-coming leader, as a parent, grandparent, great-grandparent, you have to lead. You have to be a servant leader. You have to go out there and teach your kids how to rake the leaves in the yard. You Sometimes you got to teach the next generation. Come on here, son. Won't you learn how to garden? I wish I was. I wish I learned that trade because that's a gift to be able to go out there and, and like this Lorraine do, she can just grow stuff just to grow stuff. See, that's a, that's an anointing right there. I wish I, I can't even keep a, a, a flower from dying because I don't have that green thumb like they say. But see, Come we have now. to be able to be served in we have to be willing to know how to put down the mantle and be teachable. We got to be employees and employers so in our faith. So what I'm saying, let me, let me make this practical. We got to learn how to sweep the floor in the church and still be able to lead at the same time. I'm just saying. A lot of this stuff has left us. Our first love has left us. We're a running, we are running corporations instead of running ministries. And this is what's messing us up. So that's a whole nother subject. Don't want to go there. But I just wanted to bring that to the attention. Be a servant leader. Use that principle in your life when you're raising your kids. Even if you don't feel like washing the dishes, Sometimes you got to be the servant leader and wash them. Sometimes you got to do the chores 300 times. Sometimes you got to tell your kids 300 times to to clean up the the, the dishes, put them away, wash the dishes. See, the fact of the matter, you you are being the servant leader. And when they see you do it, they say, wow, dad can do it or mom can do it. And I'm sitting here getting uh, scolded by the same thing. Maybe I need to pick up a fork and a cloth, and some soap, and and start doing it, and start doing the work. See, these kids feel like they're entitled. They don't got to do nothing. But see, we have to be the generation before them to show them that you're not going to get everything for free. You have to work for it, just like you have to work this relationship out with God. You got to work out all the kinks. 
You got to get all the crevices out your spirit, and you got to be able to be effective servant leader as you lead other people, not only in their life that that you're trying to develop as a parent, but as a leader in Jesus Christ, as a leader, as a pastor, minister, or whatever God called you to be. Again, let me be quiet because, again, since you keep setting me up and I'm trying to keep the band back, but you are just getting to them and they want to just go ham and I'm trying to tell them to be quiet. So I'm going to be quiet. This back to you. Well, um, Chris, this is actually what you were saying. You didn't want to go there, but I'm going to go there because it needs to be brought up. And we need to deal with it because this scripture is very detailed. Knowing that whatsoever good things any man doeth, the same shall he receive of the Lord, whether he be bound or free. There is nothing for free, not even when God rewards you. Because it's going to cost you everything in order to get that reward. Even the blessings of God aren't free. And I know some people are like, what you mean by that? I'm happy you asked without asking. I'm going to tell you what I mean. Mm-hmm. When you become into relationship with Christ, he's your first priority. So everything else is on hold. Every Not on hold, but everything else is like, no, right now I'm, I'm talking to him. Right now. I'm making sure I'm doing everything he wants me to do. I'm making sure I'm standing his will. And it costs everything. Therefore, when you're in his will, the anointing comes, your elevation comes, you're going to lose some friends, your kids going to get upset at you, your spouse going to get upset at you, your sisters and brothers going to be upset because you think you all bad in the bag of chips, you holier than thou. But, yes, there are rewards. On the end, it's great. And once the reward comes, now they see, now they want to clean, now they want to draw, now they want to take from you, but they don't want to do anything you have to go through. They don't want to sacrifice what you have to get in order to be where you are now. John Jr., can you elaborate just or give us some insight on this as well? Yes, ma'am. Let's say the scripture is... um a little self-explanatory, you kind of look at it towards them and it's saying, what's up a good thing that any man do it, the same shall receive of the Lord. We have to have that mindset for them when we work in our, um, inside the church, outside the church, that whatever good thing we do, you know, God sees it. God, he, he's watching, he's writing everything down. So bond or free, rich or poor, um, it, it doesn't matter. God is going to repay you. So if you go with that with, the, with that mindset that I'm, I'm doing this for God, I'm working for God, then you don't have to concentrate on this, my boss, or who in charge, pat me on the back, or say I did a good job. You just want to hear well done from, from God, our good and our faithful servant. You want to hear God say you did well done. So with that mindset, you know that for us in God promises us eternal life. And he also promises even when we leave this earth, that our works will follow us. That means God can bless you now, and He also will bless you later. Um, so you just got to keep that mindset that you know God is the one that's going to that's going to bless me. So regardless of what anybody else may say or think, I want to continue to work for Jesus and uh, and allow Him to to do all that He can do in my life and prove me. Amen. 
Yes, sir. So when you had some soldiers, right? I'm happy you brought that up because you had some soldiers. You had some fine soldiers. You know, I've never been in the military, but I've been around a lot of them, a lot of soldiers. And the things that they do, you mean to tell me you still was doing the will of God and discipline them soldiers? Mm-hmm. Uh, amen. And, and and that's what we were going to say, being a, a servant leader, like, you know, uh, Dr. Chris was, was mentioning, for then as a leader, you want to make sure you're also showing fairness. You know, exactly the scripture saying for them, knowing that the master and also the servant, we got the same master, you know, saying we got the same God. So for me, even if I have to discipline my soldiers, I'm still make sure I'm doing it according to to standards and also according to to fairness. Um, so it's what we call we do like corrective training. Yeah, of a soldier get do something wrong, things of that nature. Now a good leader will go to corrective training, giving that soldier opportunity to rehabilitate himself. But if a if a bad leader's there, first thing he wanna do, he wanna go cutthroat and immediately send them up to get Article 15 or take stuff from them. But I said, good leader, you got to remember for then, would you want your God or somebody who do do you the same way? Amen? Yeah, because in that classroom, I'm telling you, I'd be on both sides, John Jr. I'd be on both sides. You don't turn your work in, you get a zero. But mm-hmm. you want me to represent Christ and give you an extension. No, mm-hmm. that means I got to go back, stay at work a little longer because you decided to turn it in late. Now I got to wait till you turn it in. And now I got to tell your mom and your daddy I got to go against them. And you want to take me to the principal because I don't want to grade your stuff. So um, I I don't know. I don't know how I can mm-hmm. still keep God in that because I did what I was supposed to do. I'm on my job. I'm showing good leadership. I did what was right. I gave you the deadline. I did what I was told to do according to my job description. Mm-hmm. But it's so like it's, it's levels to everything. It's levels to everything. So it's the same for us. And do you have a repeated offender, or is this a first time offender? So you have leeway the way you can kind of go and kind of and, and um, distribute the um, the corrective action. Amen. Absolutely, absolutely. So you just got to zero on that assignment. You just be on time for the next one. Okay. Just be on time for the next one because that assignment closed in my book, you know. So <laughs> I, I just, you know, <laughs> y'all got like to bring a little like humor on. So, huh? I said that's a drill song right there, amen. That's well, <laughs> hey, you call it what you want. You just be on time for the next assignment. Matter of fact, it's already open for you to go on and get a head start. You got two weeks, Turn, you know, it shouldn't be no, no reason that it's late this time, okay? <laughs> so, mother. Would you like to give us some insight on verse 8? Yes. Not would, because that's kind of asking the question. Can you give us insight? So we all, you know, this is class participation, you know. So give us some insight on verse 8, please. On verse 8, knowing that uh, whatsoever whatsoever good thing you do, the same shall be received of the Lord. Basically, it's whatever good thing. You know, you, you you talked about the uh, your student, and you want you know you want to give them a bad grade, but it talked about good things. And the good thing is, what would Jesus do? You know, now that you belong to Christ, would He show grace at this time, or would He show mercy? Nobody knows why that child was late. You don't know what that child was going through, 
So that child might need a little grace, might need a little mercy. So that's where it come in, knowing that the same way that the same way you want mercy from God, you give it, and whatever you give, you're going to receive. Mm. That's good. Amen. And it's that talking about. That's what good. About what the bond of grief? Whether you the whether you the whether you in charge, whether you employee, the teacher, uh-huh. it remains the same. You still you have an obligation and responsibility too, to remain loyal to God and be a servant to God. Although you over the person, you still the servant, a servant. You serving too. Wonderful. So me just. Uh, serving that assignment ain't gonna be enough then. Me just cooking the meal not gonna be enough to feed my kids. You telling me I gotta put it on the plate too and put it pre- present it before them at the table. I can't just yeah. put the pots on and put the food in the pot and you know go get your food. And tell them I got go to bring. No, because that's what Jesus did. Jesus just he just didn't come it down the cross and left us. He didn't do it. He was a servant. Jesus came and he, want, he was one of the greatest servants. He didn't come to be served. He came to serve. And he's that great. The greater one's supposed to do the serving, like uh, servantly, like Pastor Chris say. You got to serve first. If you serve first, then the people that are serving you don't have a problem. Um, yeah, that's so good. Uh, Lorraine? Yeah, Lorraine, you just gave me my real cheese belt. You holding you down in your cheese belt. You can take it off now. Ooh, baby. Pastor Chris, that wasn't no sandwich. That was a sandwich. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so awesome. I just love when God makes learning plain and simple. You know, we're ignorant not because we don't know. We're ignorant because we don't want to know. Because God keeps giving us teachable moments. And what I heard in the scripture, Tammy, was no matter who you are, we have a God to glorify and a God to serve. We have a job to do. And if you're in leadership or under leadership, you have a responsibility in this work. I'm serving you. I'm responsible to serve you. If you are providing for me, you have a responsibility to provide. If you're not doing your job, you ain't going to be able to go before the Lord and say, I didn't serve Tammy because I ain't like her attitude. Got nothing to do with nothing. I work as unto the Lord, not as unto your attitude, because your attitude might stink. And it might suck, but it ain't. It doesn't matter. It's a teachable moment. It's a time when I can show forth God. And t- to me, in the land, there's not enough showing forth God, because we ain't putting up with nothing. You burn my biscuits, Joker, I'm divorcing you. You don't make up that bed right, I'm firing you. No, we gotta, we got to serve as unto the Lord, and he is such a God of opportunity. He let us mess up and mess up and mess up and mess up, and he keeps loving the hell right out of us no matter what we're doing. Yes, he has a space and time where he's going to cut it off. But by the time God cut it off, it's time to cut it off because we're going to food way too long, too many days, too much time. But we have a loving and a kind God, and he's so merciful and long-suffering with us. He keeps on letting me make the same mess, Tammy, and he don't condemn me. He just encouraged me to clean it up and learn from my mistakes. So I'm with your mom. I, I, I felt the same way 
But I, I, my words were not going to promote it the way she did. So I thank God for the buffet today. It is addressing issues. It is providing a meal for the homeless. It is providing a meal for the people in the penthouse. We got steak on the menu today, filet mignon. We've got uh, caviar on that for the rich people that want their thing up in the air. And then we got a hot dog and some french fries on that for them kids. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Just know I love this it. Is, Go ahead, this is, I'm going to uh, love this it. Is, this is the whole purpose of the buffet. You know, we're not the buffet because we're at home. We're at home. Our buffet is in our own kitchen today. And that could be the reason that it's doing what it's supposed to do. Because even reading from verse 5 through where we are now unto 8, it started in the home. It starts in the home. So I'm, I'm elated. I'm excited. So as we're going on now into verse number 9, and ye masters, uh, do the same. Do the same thing unto them for bearing threatening, knowing that your masters also is in heaven. Neither... Is there respect of persons within him? Uh-oh. So with this topic, with this topic, you know, we have to understand we don't motivate primarily by fear. Most pastors, most parents, we operate in fear, which is what I was talking about, mm-hmm. not having the faith that we need to work the job that we're on, Okay. So Paul exhorts the slaves, right, to be motivated. This is what Paul is telling them. He's telling them to be motivated, to to do good, doing the will of God from your heart, right, and to manage that, to manage that, right, to keep in mind that you're not just serving, but you're putting yourself as a, to start as a servant, you're putting yourself in a position to become even greater, not just to stay as a servant, but to become that leader, to become that manager, to even bring out that entrepreneur skill, to bring out some different gifts that you have, you know, even when it comes to the talent. He gave some five, some three, some one. You know, what do you do with these gifts that as your servant that are producing? So we're not going up there to serve in fear. We have to be confident. We have to understand that we know we're walking this thing in faith. We don't know what's to come. And that, that is the part of faith. We don't know what's to come. So we have to do it in faith. Every job, even in serving, we have to do it in faith. We have to do it in love. So, uh, Chris, go ahead and give us yes, some ma'am. of your take on nine. Uh-oh. Well, I, I, I think we might get cut off uh, if I get to starting on this one. See, I'm, I'm getting country now. Okay, here we go. Um. Now, this particular scripture can really shake some things up because as a leader, as a pastor, bishop, uh, apostle, whatever title you hold, this particular scripture is bypassed. Let me tell you why. Because we, it says shows no favoritism, but yet we still do see we're doing a lot of things some of us are doing a lot of things that are not of god and we have a lot of these doctrines and mandates that are being preached 
that show favoritism. But yet, this scripture clearly says, you know there is a master in heaven. So that means that all of us have the same master. We're supposed to, right? It's Jesus Christ. That shows no favoritism. Now, we need to do what is right with our people by forgiving them when they offend us. See, we have a problem with that, sis. We, we get mad and offended, especially if a man or woman of God is coming into our life. And they're there to really add to your arsenal of spiritual enlightenment. See, we get offended by what we know. See, this journey with Christ is always a learning experience. You can't be a professional at what you do without a refresher course. Uh Uh-oh. See, as leaders, we have to understand, again, we've been talking about being servant leaders. We've been talking about if we're going to be a caretaker of our congregation, we have to understand that people are not going to do certain things the right way. Just like when you are a child, we going to do stuff the wrong way. We going to, we know what mama said. We know what the rules are, but I'm 16. I'm ready to go date. I'm going to make sure I make my, my window is cracked. Make sure my sensor on my, on my window is off. So when mama and daddy are asleep, Guess what? I'm slipping and dipping. Why? Because I want to be defiant. See, I'm going somewhere with this. We we understand that people, children, adults, things like that, we are going to get to this place. It's up to us as parents, leaders, to understand that some people don't understand things. We can't get mad and offended because they don't understand or they don't know. As a servant leader, it is your job to make sure that they know. So as a servant leader, you have to constantly take your refresher courses. Constantly stay on point and understand that what we do is serious. Whether you're in the secular world, military, church, we have to understand that this is a serious matter. We need to understand that our master shows no favoritism. So why are we? We're caught up on status. We're caught up on degrees. We're caught up on how much we give in church. We're caught up on VIP seating, LED lighting. I can keep going. But God shows no favoritism. So what is our problem? Let me stop. Okay, we're running out of time. See, I'm, I was about to go straight to the finish line. But again, we got, a, we got awesome people on this panel. So let me be quiet. Back to you. <laughs> wow. 
We getting started. I told you gonna have to have that band on standby. They gonna get. They gonna. They gonna play today. So John Jr. Uh-huh. Now, I know we're talking about Ephesians five and nine, but First Peter five and three is also uh, correlating to this text, right? And this is what it says: not demeaning over those in charge, but being examples to the flock. And this is where Peter addressed the elders. But mm. are elders? In that position, because you have some people that think elders are not. I would yeah, elders yeah. and mom after John Jr. speaks, I would like to hear your side of it as well. Are they in that same position as the pastor? Um, amen. Yes. Uh, in the same position as the pastor. Amen. Um any anyone that's in leadership, you know what I'm saying, as well, has to has to be looked at um, and remember. For then you're, you're in leadership for a reason. Um, God ordained, I'm saying, to 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 teach, to show, to be an example to the flock. Um, and in the scripture, like I'm glad with the buffet for then uh, we we're learning and open up the scripture and you know making it plain, and it should be taught also within the church as well, re- re- reminding saints. That they're saints, remind them that they're saved, and I, and I said sometimes I think maybe they forget um, because it's, it's no way that um, on Sunday you're speaking in tongues and you're shouting and you're saying hallelujah and uh, thank you Jesus. Then come Monday on the job, uh, we can't tell a difference. Um, that that, that should never be. Um, and a lot of times you see it from a lot of a lot of Christians. Like I said, I'm, I'm a supervisor now in the civilian sector and. Which means you're using yes, your authority. Yes, yes. You're using your authority to try to threaten people to get the work done, but that's not how it should be. Especially if, if you're a Christian, you know what I'm saying? You catch more than with honey than you do with vinegar. You know what I'm saying? So um, we got to be reminded of who we are, what we represent, and when we present ourselves to to others, they should see the Christ in us. Amen. So you're saying instead of telling them what to do, we should create something, a condition for them to motivate them, right? Instead of Amen. telling them what to do, what that looks like, right? So Amen. being in the um, elder in the church, how do you model that? How do you model that? Because I'm watching you. I'm watching you from I'm- my job. I'm watching you, how you come to the gas station to even come and take your gas. I'm watching how you order your food. I'm watching how you leave a tip to the server at the restaurant. I'm watching how you even treat your wife. I'm watching how you talk to your daughter. How do you model that? Amen. Um, like I say, Christ is our perfect example. Like I say, we know we, we love Christ. We're servants to Christ. And everything we do, God is watching. So that's why you, you can't be just doing it because of, of being men pleased because someone is around. No, you know God is watching. So since I know God is watching and I can't hide nothing from him, I need to make sure I continue to try to strive for the excellence of doing things the right way. Amen? Yes, sir. Now, to my mother, I, I know I told you that. Be ready, because I was going to ask you to speak on this verse, because we know, your kids know, you know, we, we know your favorite. 
you know, and as a parent, you know, you don't have favorite, but this is just the joke we have with my mother. We know Kanaisi is number one. We know ultimately that's a favorite. We know her grandchild, Jacob, is her favorite. We, we, we know these things. We already know these things. How do you not show that favoritism? And we understand that each child needs you different.
how how do you do this? How how do you model this? And yes, we've seen you model it all our lives. How do you model it to where all your grandkids feel like I'm Mama's favorite? Even the older adult ones. All of your kids feel like I'm my mama's favorite. What are y'all talking about? How do you model that to where they're not showing um, <clears throat> favoritism or to where they're, you're not threatening us to go into the word? You didn't punish us because I've seen it now where some Christians, you they'll beat you behind. Oh, you're going to read a scripture on disobedience. You're going to write that scripture out. You're going to know it. But now in their adulthood life, their child so far from it, they don't want nothing to do with Christ. Okay, you, how did how did I do it? Uh, I could say it, it's guidance. It's, it's just I did the same for each child. I gave the child, I mean, basic needs. Each child had a basic need, but then then I always took y'all aside and let you know that I I love you and you were special to me. I always had that special talk, and I always said that you know you're my favorite. Uh, Rose, or you're my favorite, Vicky. You're my, and one day Rose told me she said, "I'm your only Rose." I'm like, "Wow, she 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 got that." So I always tried to t- treat y'all as though, as though y'all were favorite, and whatever y'all were uh, involved in with, I tried to get involved into and let you know that I care, was concerned. But uh, that little inside joke about Teresa being the favorite, and they argue all the time. This one the favorite, but all of you. Are, guys was mine. I loved all the all of you guys the same. It's the same thing. Jesus gave us all when, he, when we got saved, he gave us all demeasure faith. And what happens is is what you do with the measure that he gives you that you cause it to multiply. So I gave you all love and the love the love right then you when you got older you was like, you know, well Ma, I don't want to hear I, I'm not going the way you're going. So it wasn't no it wasn't no broken relationship, but we just didn't talk as much. But once you got saved, we were like, okay, ringing the phone because we had something in common. What you did, you multiplied what was given. And that's what any child, a child multiplied what's given. And that's, that's all you do. You give the love, and they multiply it and give it back to you. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes. And, and as a parent, I'm learning because I got one that won't love on me in the club, you know. But at home, she want to cuddle with me. And I'm like, I don't want to do it right now. I want to do it when we out and about. So everybody see, you know. But I got another one. I go on now. I, I break them down. Go, go on now. Let me, let me get a minute to brush my teeth. You know, he won't let me brush my teeth without checking on me. I'm like, boy, I'm just brushing my teeth. But I understand that. Oh, I'm so that. glad God is faithful. I'm so <laughs> glad he's faithful. He, he lets y'all read what you saw. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. What you mean by that? Praise the Lord.
I can't brush my teeth. And he said, Mama, you good? Mama, you all right? And I said, Mom, I'm just brushing my teeth. But I understand that. <laughs> so, John Jr., um, <laughs> going to let the band play. <laughs> Housekeeping, and I'm going to do the housekeeping, and after housekeeping, we're going to go into our final thoughts. So there is um, an announcement: BB Ministries, 39 Stripes of Prayer Telephone Conference, which started on the 22nd of February, and it's going to end April the 2nd. The prayer um, conference is Monday through Friday, 5 a.m. Eastern and Saturdays and Sundays at 7 a.m. That phone number is 319-527-2522. Again, that number is 319-527-2522. And to our dynamic, faithful, special guest, Sister Dorothy Curry, her caregivers, Sister Shirley Allen and Lucille Priester, Sister Ella Priester, her caregivers, Sister Josie Lee and Sister Leola Priester, Sister Eartha Aaron and caregivers are Edna Moore. And Jeanette Pontu, we thank you all for your faithfulness and your steadfastness and to continuing to listen to the Saturday Buffet. We pray God continues to bless you even the more with health, wealth, and wisdom. So now we're going into final thoughts, um, John Jr., based on today. And um, just give us your final thoughts from verses 5 through 9. Amen. Just final thoughts is basically um, whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Um, just know God is watching. Um, everything we are uh, doing is being written down. And one day we're going to have to give account of everything done. So we want to make sure that we're doing good and promoting good no matter where we're at, in season and out of season. Amen. 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 Mother, can you give us your final thought? Yes, my final thought is what my parents always say, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Whether you whether you're the servant or serving them, always treat people the way you want to be treated. And 
parent that that have 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 grown children and done what they knew to do. You knew, you did what you knew to do, and it's not for for nobody to feel uh, condemned or to to you know fault find, but that we would do better. We would uh, do better with our grandchildren. Maybe you didn't have a chance with your child, but your grandchildren and the children in the church. Show love. Just show love. And watch what you say to children as adults. Watch what you say to children because they might not take it the way you take it. And they'll live a life uh, with issues because of something you told them. Show them love. Just try to show love. Well said. Pastor Chris, give us your takeaway, then I'll do our takeaway. Yes, ma'am. I'll be short and sweet. We have to be servant leaders, not only in our secular realm of work, but we have to be servant leaders in our churches as parents, even though that's difficult at times. We have a blueprint that we can go to that can show us how to be servant leaders, not passive. You can still be strong and still guide without the overkill. And we have to understand that the more we pull into what Jesus wants, the more we'll be effective as parents, as leaders, as friends, grandmama, auntie, uncle, and so on. God bless you. That's my final thought. So, sis, back to you. Hey, Lorraine, give us your final thoughts. Hey, one one of my final thoughts is that this has been amazing. I thank God for your willingness, uh, Sister Tammy, to take the uh, helm on today. I believe that that's the job of your mother and, my, and myself. And, and well, Pastor Chris, you're kind of young. But anyway, the, your mother and myself is to to kind of um, hand the reins to you guys. Y'all have the um, capacity and the energy to run. I thank you for being obedient on today and accepting the um, responsibility of, of taking uh, the Saturday buffet and serving it to the people. My final thought um, as I sit here and I ponder life in general and I look at the situations that I'm privy to uh, as far as things that are going on in people's lives, there's a lot going on in our society. Some things are privately done. Some things are publicly done. But either way it goes, there's a lot of things going on. And my mind uh, begins to flow towards the fact that Jesus is coming back for his church. And the question that I would ask our listeners on today, will you be ready when he comes? Just like the five foolish uh, virgins and the five wise, you will not have time to run and get any oil. You better be oily when he comes. And you better be ready to show to, to go back with it when he comes. You know, life has really taken on a serious connotation. There's no longer playtime. It has always been serious, but now it, it appears to me to be even more serious of a time to quit playing games, first of all, with ourselves and with life like we have forever and a day. I just buried uh, my 51-year-old uh, bonus daughter. My bonus daughter wasn't sick where we was expecting her to leave here. She got sick that morning and she left that morning. There was no time in our book to say, hey, let's go visit her. Hey, let's give her a call. Hey, let's have a dinner with her. What we had not done can no longer be done. 
And so life is very short, people of God. Get ready, get ready, get ready. We're going to see the king. And the question I ask you again, will you be ready when you stand before him? Will you hear him say, well done, my good and my faithful servant? Or will you hear him say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I don't know you. You ain't never worked for me. You did stuff that you labeled my name to, but I never commissioned you. I never called you out of darkness into my marvelous light to do that work. You was not sent. You went. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Sister Tammy. I'm done. Amen. Thank you, Aunt Lorraine. Thank you. My final thoughts um, from today is that no one likes to be ordered around or micromanaged. And the very being is not because it's annoying. But it's because we were not created for that. We were created in the image of God, okay? And so in being that he created us, he created us to be responsible, to seek him, to do good, to make contributions, and to live up what he, the statutes that he gave us, that he left before us, to walk in those commandments. So, don't let a few bad apples spoil the apples for everyone. And we heard the word apples come out today during the discussion. So because it happened one time, don't mean that it's going to continue to happen. So let's not walk in fear, but walk in faith on our job. The faith that God sent us there to complete an assignment, to fulfill a mission, and to do it in love as unto him. Allow God to sit at your desk, to sit in your office, to stand next to you, whatever your job may be, but to be there with you. Invite him on that job. And that is my final take. Pastor Chris, we're going to go to Sons. Oh, I'm sorry. Before I forget, join us again next Saturday for the buffet. And I, I ask that all of you. I ask that everyone invite two people because next Saturday is going to change your life. I'm not the host, but I'm telling you now what we are going to discuss next Saturday. Invite your kids, your family, your friends, your neighbors to this home for next week. God bless you all, and we will see you again next week with multiple people. (laughs) So, Pastor Craig, take us away with the song. Amen. Well, God bless you. Saturday's buffet with Sister Lorraine Brown and Roberta Jones. The kitchen is closed, and we're going to go out with Titus Showers with his new one. We need you on the Saturday's buffet. God bless you. We'll see you next week. for peace that we cannot find yeah yeah asking questions cause we don't know why oh yes we all need you to make a way and we all
Central Texas. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.